Hi, Community Health Center advocates. This is Susan Burton. Welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is June 17, 2020, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Joining me is the NAC advocacy team, Kristen St. John, Shamal Shepard, and Marie McCauley. There are many important updates and pending changes in how we deliver care, advocate for social change, and fight a global pandemic. Thank you all for your dedication to our communities during these rapidly changing times. We hope that you joined us in our National Day of Action. Please continue to stand with us and advocate for long-term stabilizing funding by contacting your members of Congress. Please join HC Advocacy as we celebrate you with a virtual America's Health Centers equals America's Promise virtual 4th of July parade. Annual Independence Day parades have always been a great way to make our presence known and remind our neighbors that community health centers are an essential part of the community. Submit pictures of your staff and patients. Consider adding posters declaring why you value community health centers. You can find the posters at hcadvocacy.org calendars. The grassroots advocacy staff will be putting together a fun virtual parade video to post online on July 4th. Make sure to share the video and tag your members of Congress as well as state and local officials remind them to value CHCs and hashtag save CHCs. If you're interested in adding to the fun, snap your pictures and send them to the grassroots at NAC.org no later than Friday, June 26th. Health centers are at the core of so many communities and are celebrating Pride Month in creative and innovative ways. Shamal, Shamal, what's happening this month with Pride Month? This week, as we continue to uplift and celebrate the LGBTQIA community with our community health center movement, we look at the historic legislation and Supreme Court ruling that will impact the HHS announced that it had finalized a rule that eliminates some of the non-discrimination protections in healthcare and coverage. Existing laws and regulations prohibited discrimination in healthcare and coverage based on race, color, national origin, sex, age, disability, and gender identity. The changes finalized by HHS threatened to discourage or prevent people from accessing needed care it may undermine the administration's own efforts to address the spread of COVID-19 and the HIV epidemic, respond to the opioid epidemic, and eliminate the inequities in healthcare. The development at HHS happened on the heels of USS EEOC resolution, reaffirming its commitment to enforcing federal laws that protect all employees in the United States against employment discriminations and in condemning the violence that has claimed the lives of Black persons in America. Then, on June 15, the U.S. Supreme Court issued a landmark decision that gay and transgender people are protected from workplace discrimination under the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. That is good news, and it's a reminder of why all three branches of government are important. Shamal, what's happening on the Hill? Thanks, Susan. Last week, Representatives G.T. Thompson and G.K. Butterfield introduced H.R. 7187, the Helping Ensure Access to Local Telehealth Act. This act would permanently allow federally qualified health centers and rural health clinics to provide telehealth services in Medicare as distance sites and be paid equal to an otherwise in-person visit. The bill also removes the geographic restrictions related to originating sites. Also, on Monday, a group of bipartisan senators led by Senators Brian Schatz and Roger Wicker sent a letter to Majority Leader McConnell and Minority Leader Schumer requesting that telehealth provisions in the COVID-19 legislation be made permanent, including the provisions specific to health centers. 
To see the letter and whether your senator signed on, visit the HC Advocacy COVID-19 page. Thank you, Shamal. Kristen, what's happening in the administration? On June 2nd, HHS quietly released an FAQ that defines the types of expenses that are considered attributable to coronavirus and therefore are an allowable use of provider relief fund funding. In addition to standard types of expenses, which would be supplies, equipment, training, and payroll, PRF funds may be used for rent or mortgage payments, lease payments on equipment, and quote, acquiring additional resources, including facilities, equipment, supplies, healthcare practices, staffing, and technology to expand or preserve care delivery, end of quote. Allowable expenses must have incurred after January 1st, 2020, but there is currently no end date on such expenses. Thank you, Kristen. Marie, what is going on in health centers now? This past Sunday, over 50 medical professionals, staff, and family from Providence Community Health Centers participated in Rhode Island's White Coats for Black Lives March. Also, please join us for our National Health Center Week 2020 planning webinar happening on Wednesday, June 24th at 3 p.m. Eastern. During this webinar, we will discuss this year's theme, best practices for sponsorship, and go over event ideas on how to create space to celebrate your work during National Health Center Week in the time of COVID-19. You can register to join us on the hcadvocacy.org calendar page. Thank you, Marie. What learning opportunities are there for health center staff? Pharmacy access hours are a monthly opportunity to share information about patient access to pharmaceuticals. They are supported by NAC's cooperative agreement with the Bureau of Primary Healthcare and are held the third Thursday of each month at 2 p.m. Eastern. This month's session will include brief operational updates followed by a discussion of affordability for patients with incomes above 200% of the federal poverty line. Participation is free and there is no pre-registration required. Simply log in at nac.webex.com slash cmimin. That's C-M-E-I-M-A-N. Great. So some quick reminders, everyone. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. For further support, please email us at grassroots at NAC.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and healthy. We'll be back next week. <laughs>